0: Keep the change, ya filthy. Scared of the grave. Scared of the grave. Just
1: a season to be jolly and joyous.
0: Film schedule. Yippee ki yay, motherfucker. It was a magical day, and it was on that day I made the snowman.
1: Merry holidays and welcome to Film Church Radio it's the podcast that treats cinema as a religion this is unscripted as you can tell also it's late and apologies for that because i don't like that i don't like to be late for very important dates like film church um you are going to get lewis In case you're wondering where he's at. You are going to get him here in a moment. But what we had to do because uh, our holidays were a little tight this year. um, I had him send me a clip of his Christmas movie recommendations. And I'm going to give you mine here as well. So I have that audio here ready to play. And... uh, Let's see what Lewis has to say. Let's, let's do it. Let's just, why wait? Why
0: stall? Why delay any further at all? So for the picks this year, um, what I've tried to do is, I've tried to think about you, Brandon, and what I would want you to watch um, over Christmas. I mean, so the, the, I've picked three films, um, and I can definitely talk about more, but the three films I've picked, two of them are tangentially linked to Christmas. Um, which is quite good. And the last one is more just um, a film that I think would go down well on Christmas. Um, And I think that you should definitely check out. Um, So yeah, I mean, these are the films that I would pick, Brandon, for you to watch. This is how I thought about it when I was thinking about uh, Christmas films to kind of pick or films to pick for the festive season. Um, The first one I spoke about a couple of weeks ago, um, which is Grand Illusion from 1937, directed by Jean Renoir. Um, a film that I've only watched quite recently. Um, It it does have a scene or um, a handful of scenes basically set around Christmas towards the end of this film which you know works very well Um, but in the same vein as It's a Wonderful Life it's a very affirming film. It's something that you can watch um, around this time and kind of be thankful for what you know the family you've got around you and the And the people that you've, you know, that you spend your time with and and that we are, you know, where we are in life, basically. I'm always thankful that, you know, we we don't have wars um, going on that we're sending all our loved ones to. And, um, you know, I know that's happening in other countries, but I'm always thankful that we're all safe and sound. Um, And Grand Illusion, I think, is a film that kind of can solidify that um, in our mind. Not only does it have a wonderful scene set around Christmas, um, which I think I will be thinking about for a long, long time and kind of go back to this a lot due to that scene. It also has a fantastic performance by Von Strahlheim as a captain of the um, opposition. Um, von Straheim is someone that I've become very enamoured with this year. I think he's such an interesting character um, and someone that I just want to learn more and more about um, so that's kind of, that's, he's the reason why I watched this in the first place, um, but there's so much more to it as well. Uh, it's on the Criterion channel, I believe, at the moment, so it's easy to kind of get a hold of, um, but I think that if you're looking, viewers, as I mean, listeners as well, if you're looking for something that is not necessarily, uh, you know, in-your-face kind of Christmas film, but something that will still give you the same warm feeling, uh, Grand Illusion is definitely there. Um So I'd definitely recommend that. Um, I think it's also one of the best, I think it's rated really highly in terms of like the greatest film ever. Um, maybe third or fourth, I'll have to double check that. But yeah, it's, um, I mean, I don't know what more I can say that hasn't already been said. It's absolutely wonderful. Um, so if you do want, like I said, if you do want a film that is tangentially Christmas, but um, has the same line of in meaning as It's Wonderful Life, uh, Grand Illusion would be great. I think it would make a great double bill. Um, so yeah, definitely, definitely have a look for that. Um, the next one is, again, another film that I've discovered this year. Um, a film that has only got um, a few, I think, 2,000? 2, 2,238 people have logged it on Letterbox. so not a huge amount. Um, and it's going to sound a bit strange, but I know, Brandon, that you love Strangers on the Train, a Hitchcock film. And this is called Lady on a Train from 1945. Um, earlier when I was talking about, remember the night that the um, the indicator box sets that came out, this was in the latest one, um, in the latest noir kind of box set. And it's one that I watched and I didn't, you know, it was, um, it's the first one in the box set which is always kind of like the stellar, you know, <laughs> the one to kind of hold up. Um, it stars Deanna Durbin, as a amateur sleuth um who witnesses a murder in an apartment complex in new york while um on a train and sets out to um to solve the mystery basically um it's set around christmas um there's really great studio backlot um locations for some of the city like covered in snow which i really really like i love the kind of the cozy feeling of, of New York in the winter, um, which it kind of draws on really, really well. Um there's also Dan Derrier in it as well, who is um a stonewall of all things noir. So it's great to see him kind of pop up. Um and it is a good mystery. I guess I don't I think that you're never really sure who did it, if anyone did it, and why they did it, um until the last act, which is really entertaining. Um, The only slight thing I would say about it is that it does, because Deanna Durbin was a big music star, um, and like she was known for kind of singing, there are three moments in this film where it just grinds to a halt so she can do a song and dance. Um, But maybe that's what we want at Christmas, right? I was thinking about it a bit more. I watched this in November, so I was very kind of into the dark aspect, but maybe at Christmas you want that you want that song and dance, you want a bit more, uh, for, for, you know, the, um, festivity, the, the, um, entertainment side. So this would be a, another good pick. I think, you know, if you, it's something that potentially the whole family can watch, maybe five and up because it's, you know, it's not too gruesome. It's not, it's Hollywood in the forties. It's not going to do anything that is, is too risque. So there's lots of stuff in there. Deanna Durbin is very, very entertaining, as the amateur sleuth, and, um, there's some good jokes in there, and, um, yeah, it's, it's a good, it's a good film, definitely to watch, I think I gave it three and a half stars when I watched it, which I think is pretty fair, um, maybe, you know, next year on a rewatch, it might jump up a little bit, um, but yeah, I think that that would be a great pick if you're looking for something a little bit more, um, you know, Christmassy, but also a bit more thrillery, that would be a good pick, um, yeah, definitely. I think, you know, like I said, there's much more to say. Um, the last one I picked is a bit of a weird one. And you might be sitting there thinking, why on earth has he picked this? Um, but I believe that Christmas should be a mix of Christmas films and those big entertaining blockbusters that are kind of, you know, in the middle of the day on Christmas Day. You've had your Christmas dinner. You just want to sit back and watch something incredibly entertaining. And I've been thinking about these films a lot recently. I haven't watched them for a long time, maybe um, five or six years. So I want to be revisiting them. I want to be coming back. And Brandon, I know that you have never seen any of these. Um, so my third and final pick for Christmas viewing, um, which is not Christmassy at all, but kind of fits into the theme a little bit, is Goldfinger from 1964, directed by Guy Hamilton, the third James Bond film in the series uh, starring Sean Connery. Um, I th- I think that Christmas, you know, you should have, like I said, a, the mix between the two. Goldfinger for me fits that big blockbuster spectacle. Um, no end. I think it may have been the first um, of the older Bond films that I saw when I was a kid. Um, and there's so many great moments in this that are just um, just kind of entered into pop culture history, you know, the the laser and the, uh, do you expect me to talk? You no, know, Mr. Bond, I expect you to die, which is a brilliant line. Um, the unfortunately named Pussy Galore as the uh, Bond girl. Um, There's just, I mean, it's absolutely fantastic. I love Goldfinger. I think it is potentially the best of the Bond films, which is kind of why I picked it. Um, I would love at some point to maybe do a full watch of the Bond films, because, Brandon, I know that you haven't um, you haven't seen any of them. Maybe we could pick, um, you know, like Connery or Roger Moore or Pierce Brosnan and watch all those, um, because they're so much fun, um, and it's kind of what got me into the film, film world. You know, as a kid, I remember being obsessed with the James Bond films, having to know the year they came out, what order they came in, who was the actor in each one, who directed them, um, all those little facts, and I can see that. Um, passing over to my obsessions now with film history. Um so I would definitely recommend sitting down and watching Goldfinger at some point in this festive period. I don't think you'd regret it. I think there's a lot in there to keep you entertained. Um and it's it's a film that um just yeah, it's just a fun, fun thing. It's got all the hallmarks of um of what makes James Bond great. There's one there's great gadgets. Um I mean it's the first Aston Martin DB five that we see. There's brilliant henchmen. Our job is maybe one of the best. There's great locations in this one. Um, You know, he's, he's ruthless. He gets the girl. Um, There's the woman painted in gold on the bed, which is one of the greatest images from any Bond film. Um, Yeah, I think that this would definitely go well with any kind of Christmas viewing and something I might suggest to the family tonight because it's great. And I hope they like it. some other notable mentions that i didn't pick but um for whatever reason i think would probably go well during this festive period um the 1982 animated short the snowman um it seems to be a very british thing it's um it's uh, about a snowman basically who comes to life um i seem to watch it quite i watched it quite a lot as a kid um, and it's. I took my daughter to see it in the cinema this year because they were screening this and then the sequel, The Snowman and the Snow Dog. So I took her to see it for the first time on the big screen. Um, and it's a great gateway into silent comedy because there's no words. It's all through music, um, you know, an image. Um, and in the second one, which is The Snowman and the Snow Dog, there are two snowmen in the background that look like Laurel and Hardy um so it just kind of affirmed my feelings of you know this is a great way to get younger people into that silent comedy of not expecting characters to talk all the time but reading cues from the music and facial expressions and things like that um so if you've got a spare 20 25 minutes the snowman is great there's a song in the middle called walking in the air that just is so em- just full of emotion i don't know how they do it it's not an particularly emotional scene but it just it's such a beautiful song so um that's another one that i would definitely recommend um as well and then i mean any of the christmas films that we've talked about on previous years would work really well here i think um you know christmas with the cranks is good jingle all the way anything like that um and if you are wanting some thriller i mean throw a hitchcock on you know um I think Psycho takes place um, around December. So it is technically a Christmas film. So if you want, you know, if we get into that whole diehard debate, then I think Psycho would also qualify as a Christmas film. Um, Which is a weird sentence. I didn't think I'd be saying that, but it does take place around December. So we can definitely, um, definitely count it. Um, But yeah, I think that's, that's what I would recommend for you to watch. Um, and if any listeners would like us to do any kind of James Bond marathon, um, let us know. I can remember doing one um, quite a few years ago. Um, let me just have a look when it was. But I can remember going through and watching them pretty much one after the other. Got like on consecutive days for, um, for like 27 days, I think it was then. Um, or 25. I did it for 25 days. <laughs> one after another. Um, and that uh that nearly broke me. So um it would be fun to do it again with Brandon because once you get into the the mid Roger Moore years, it gets very entertaining. Um the films aren't, <laughs> but the choices made are. It kind of becomes a parody of itself. Um Austin Powers without Austin Powers, basically. Um but yeah. Um yeah, that was that was it. Oh. My. God.
1: Those were some awesome picks, Lewis. Thank you. Uh, you do know me very well. Uh, Lady on a Train sounds amazing. Well, all these movies sound amazing. I mean, Grand Illusion, that's been on my list for a while. I know that I need to see it. You know, it's one of those things that, um, you know, you can't avoid it if you're... A cinema lover um and i haven't been trying to avoid it it's just i haven't gotten around to seeing it so hearing it described that way though uh does make me want to watch it right away and i might do that but lady on the train that that is the most interesting to me at the moment um i just looked it up on imdb and the little trailer that plays uh, at the beginning, it says sex marks the spot, which is amazing. I mean, 1945, what marketing, what advertising, incredible. I'm hooked. Um, and James Bond, I it's not that I haven't seen any James Bond movies. I have seen some James Bond movies. To clarify, um, I'm pretty sure that I've seen Golden and I've played the Golden N64 game, um, as well as uh, what was the other one? Uh, the wor- I think the world is not enough. I'm pretty sure that's a that's a James Bond. Pierce Brosnan movie and game <laughs> uh, but screw that game that game was hard uh, um, but yeah I mean Goldfinger I have not seen I have seen Dr. No uh, but Goldfinger sounds like a good a good place to start again with James Bond um, and I would love to do a marathon with you sometime um, so let's put that on the old sketch, um, and the snowman. I have not heard of this animated short, but I will watch it. It does look like it's um, it's about twenty five minutes, which is not bad. I was just thinking the other day, the Frosty the Snowman film is not my favorite of the Christmas holiday films, so. Um, maybe I should give another snowman a chance. But yeah, um, thank you for your Christmas picks, Lewis. I will say to those listening, um, if you're looking for, obviously like these could be recommendations for uh, people to watch around the holidays, or if you know a film person and you're trying to figure out a gift to get them, Maybe these would be some good gifts, Uh, which is what my recommendations are because I have a very large family. And for this Christmas, we did White Elephant. Um, I'm pretty sure everybody knows what that is. It's basically where uh, you just buy one gift. Everybody buys one gift. Um, Could be for anyone you put them all under the tree and then um, everybody goes in order and opens a gift and um, you can either open a gift or steal someone's gift. I'm not going to explain all the rules to you, but basically my family is very large. So it's would be very expensive to get everyone a gift. So we we've been doing white elephant for the last few years. And what I decided to do this year, uh, the price limit was around $50 and I bought four movies. Um, and I wasn't sure I tried to be a little diverse, you know, in the types of movies. Cause some people, I mean, people's tastes in movies are very different, right? So much like Lewis and thinking about me and what I would want to watch around the holidays. I thought about myself as well. <laughs> and what i would want to watch around the holidays and movies i like but i did try to be diverse in terms of uh well i'll just tell you what what the movies are and then you'll understand what i mean so oh and well before i get into the movies i was very excited that the person who ended up with these four this this four uh movie collection um was my youngest brother brady who is around 15, I believe he's 15 years old. Um, I'm not a bad brother because I I can't remember his age. I have 10 siblings in case um, other people listening might not know. Uh, And their ages change every year, so (laughs) I'm pretty sure he's 15, which is a great age to get into physical media collecting. I will say that. So I was excited that he uh, he ended up with these movies. So first one on the list, favorite movie of all time, Bernie from 2011. Uh, I've talked about it lots of times on the show. I even talked about it last week because I rewatched it recently. I bought it on Blu-ray. It's like $11 on Amazon. You got no excuse not to get this one. Um Stars Jack Black, directed by Richard Linklater, one of the greatest filmmakers of all time. There is a Christmas tree in it, so there you go. But um, you know, it it it's like a it's sort of a mystery thriller comedy, uh, and it's such a good fun watch. Um, amazing performances, and it's not it's not so uh, adult that, like, younger kids couldn't watch it. I mean, obviously, if you're a parent, you've got to decide that for yourself, but, you know, there's no nudity or overtly, you know. I mean, most of the adult things that are in there, the, you know, kids wouldn't understand. I mean, there is... I don't want to give anything away. It, there's adult themes, I'll say that, so... But there's nothing that would, like... There's nothing worse than, like, Iron Man 3. I'll say that. Or any superhero movie. So, superhero movies are much more violent than this. Um, So, that was was on the top of the stack. And then, you'll never guess, Lewis. I had Strangers on a Train in there. Which, (laughs) as you said, I do love this movie. Also only twelve dollars on amazon on blu-ray um again you've got no excuse uh to pick this one up for those of you listening and put it in that two day or one day delivery um it is a a classy um how do i describe this it is it's black and white it's classy, it's fun, it's original, it, uh, it is, it is the perfect movie to convince someone that old movies are just as good, if not better than modern films, uh, because it, it will hook you right away and it just holds that interest the entire time, um, Lovely film. Uh, and then, um, I put in The Princess Bride, but this is the Criterion version, um, which is great. Obviously, you know, it's, it's kind of, you might be thinking that's a basic choice, but it is a, I was trying to be diverse and it is a great, great movie. It obviously holds up. It's a cult classic. Um, And it's something the whole family can watch. So I was thinking about, like, okay, what... Well, all of these kind of the whole family can watch. But, you know, I was thinking of, you know, if somebody with kids ended up with this. But it's still a great movie for a 15-year-old as well. And the version I got was the Criterion uh, Collection Edition, which is really cool. Like, anybody would be impressed with this uh, edition. It, it is, uh, it looks like a book, uh, and you open it up and the, f- and, and, and the left half of it is a book. It's got pages from the actual book in there and pictures and illustrations. And then you've got your two, uh, discs on the side. It is really cool. And I, it was only $31 on Amazon. Um, I'm not plugging Amazon. You can buy this anywhere that just, you know, waited till the last minute, um, and there's, you know, usually a sale going on, I think normally it retails for like 50 bucks, so, um, it is the best uh, edition of The Princess Bride, if you're looking for the best, so, there's that, and then last but not least, by any means, is a still book copy of mean girls now you might be wondering mean girls why well it's amazing that's why (laughs) it's fetch honestly um and the steel book is uh it's pretty cool it's all pink pink steel that's cool uh it looks like the burn book from the movie uh it's got pictures on the inside and um the D or yeah, I guess it was a DVD. The DVD copy of this is the first physical movie that I ever bought, and I believe I was 15 years old, so maybe 14. Um, but yeah, the first movie I ever bought on my own was Mean Girls. I uh couldn't see it in theaters, um. And waited for it to come out on DVD, snuck out of the house, walked down to the old Kmart and picked up a copy, smuggled in into the house, stuck it under my mattress and then proceeded to watch it every day for the rest of my life. Not really, but um, I did watch it a lot and there is Christmas stuff in the movie. I mean, there's a whole Christmas dance m- number, which is classic, of course, Um And yeah, that was all the movies. Um, so I think they were great choices. (laughs) Um, I hope you do too. Uh, let me know, let us Lewis and I know what you think in the comments, uh, leave us comments on YouTube, leave us comments on Instagram, anywhere that we are. Um, let us know what you think of, uh, our recommendations. And if you have any, let us know. Um, it's always a great time to share the love of film around the holidays. But really, I mean, every day is a great day to share the love of film. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, next week we are... Sorry, I'm trying to think. Next week, this coming Sunday, it is... Uh, gonna be our top five films that we watched in 2023. So I'll do five, Lewis will do five. Um, and we'll also probably give our favorite episodes that we recorded this year. Uh, it'll be a fun show. Um, that'll be next week, of course. Uh, follow us on our letterbox accounts, uh, so you can keep up with what we're watching all the time. Lewis is at walkerlewis3007, and I am at Selman Scope. And without further ado, the only thing left to say is... Amen. Or amen, as Sidney Poitier would say. Happy holidays, everybody. Thanks. <laughs>